Oh, don't forget that. What's up, online nutrition coach community? You guys know I have the most amazing guest for us today. So listen, guys, we always talk about delivering a VIP experience, that, that experience that attracts and retains your soulmate clients. And it makes your business really easy because everybody wants to work with you. You've got this amazing list of people that just cannot wait to get in on the goods. There is truly no one more qualified to bring in here today than our incredible guest, Steve Sims, the author of a book that you know that we all fun talk about, Bluefishing, the Art of Making Things Happen. This guy is truly the real life Wizard of Oz. I mean, the guy got to have his clients to have a private catered dinner at the feet of the David while Andrea Bocelli sang to them. Like how VIP is that? Not too bad for a bricklayer from London, right? So if he can do it, absolutely, you can too. So Steve, I told you he's an author. He is the real life Wizard of Oz. He has Sims Distillery, which is a private group. I highly recommend everyone joining. And he is the founder of Live Speak Easy Events. There's actually one coming up next month in the beginning of May in New York City. Anybody close by, there are only eight more tickets available. So if you guys want in on that action, we can talk about that later. But I'm done talking. I want to introduce this guy. Steve, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> I am so excited to have you here because obviously, you know, we've talked a lot about your book um, and how amazing it is, but we are, we are always talking about creating a VIP experience for our clients. And you are the master at that, of being able to roll out the red carpet. And something that I've taken from reading Blue Fishing is that you really get down to, well, why do you want that? Right? Like that was something, tell me a little bit more about like how and why it's so important for you to just find out the why before you roll out the red carpet. So I want to, um, look, this is your show, so I certainly don't want to argue with you <laughs> no, at the beginning, ahead. but let me ask you a question. What's the difference between an experience and a VIP experience? Hmm. Well, I think an experience could be anything, right? It could be like, uh, I go to dinner and I eat a great meal or yeah. a VIP experience could, could be, I go to dinner and I ask the chef to create the most beautiful risotto and the, the tastiest with the deli most delicious truffles I've ever had in my life. But I'm wondering if you spoke to someone at a cocktail party a couple of weeks later, wouldn't you both talk about both experiences? Mm. You see, the thing is an experience, and you got to understand first of all, what is an experience? An experience is a trigger. That trigger can be you telling the story about this amazing risotto, but it could also be driving down the road and a tune comes on that reminds you of your first kiss mm. or your first job. You see, I think what we do is a lot of people installed with me. Oh, you work with the VIPs. It's all VIP this, red carpet this, you know, A class, first class. No, I created a trigger. And mm -hmm. if I can create a trigger in you, I've got you. And that was the thing. I didn't expect to do what I did. My focus was on grabbing your attention. Now, I was doing this back in the late 90s. And grabbing someone's attention has got increasingly harder over the years. <laughs> and maybe, you know, back in 1990, you know, way back then, um, maybe I had 10 minutes to get my message across for you to make a decision on whether or not you liked me. Now I've got 60 seconds. 
So I've got to create a trigger. To create a trigger, I've got to create a connection. And I believe you've got to create a challenge. Now, one of the things I did, um, which I didn't expect to be wonderful or powerful, but you know, there's a lot of these things that we do in life that we don't think that end up becoming our unicorns, um, was I would always challenge people. Whatever you asked me for, my, my people, my, my team, my, my wife used to say to me, you're very argumentative, <laughs> you know, and I am, you know, I'm not exactly a warm and fuzzy person, but people would say to me, hey, I want this. And I'd be like, oh, great. Why? And I'd shut up. And it's amazing how many people get really thrown off by why, but you've got to break it down. The planet we're in today is transactional. Every day, more and more that we're involved in becomes transactional and we, we remove the connection. How many people out there are dumb enough to think they have a relationship with Amazon? <laughs> they, they don't, you know? But if I want toilet roll, I can push a button and I know it's at my, at my gate before 5 p.m. the following night. But I dare you, if you think to yourself, right, I'm going to check on this, I'm going to phone up Amazon and I'm going to go, hey, I've been getting this toilet roll for years. I want to change brand. What brand would you recommend? Mm. Who are you going to call? There is no one that you can communicate with. If you order the wrong uh, toilet roll, if you order the wrong T-shirt, if you order the, the wrong book, hey, that's your fault because they are, they are completing a transactional request. And we got more of those, haven't we? You know, how many people just, and I got kids, and, yeah. you know, I'm constantly seeing my kids going, you know, Alexa, turn, turn the music on. Siri, how do I get to this? Alexa, turn the air conditioner. I saw my son the other day walk from the, the sofa to the kitchen to pick up his phone to come back to the sofa to actually put the air conditioning on. Oh, my God. And you know what I'm going to say? Twice he walked past the air conditioning button to get his phone to do it. We now are in such a transactional society. In order for us to actually build up relationships and connections, we've got to challenge the why. Yeah. And so whenever someone, and we used to jokingly call it in our company, the inner Sherlock. I don't care about what you're saying. I care about what you need. Yeah. And so which people, in which case people go, hey, I want to do this. That's fantastic. Why now? Why is that important? You know, why do you want to do this? What are you hoping you're going to achieve from that? In a year's time, is this going to be the story you want to tell? Mm -hmm. And I would, I would say this to people, and I always used to say that whenever I would do that, I never, ever, ever got the same question. I never got, because it's what I want. They'd yeah. go, oh, I never thought. No, actually, no, maybe you're right. Maybe I don't want to do that. Maybe I want to do this. And so I believe today, in any situation, especially with coaches, especially mm -hmm. with coaches, you've got to initiate a trigger, okay? And if you haven't initiated a trigger, you've initiated a transaction. And quite simply, Amazon's put you out of business. You just don't know it yet. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So this thing with initiating a trigger, and you, you just touched on something because you're saying that, like, you know, now the, the marketplace is so flooded. Now you've only got 60 seconds to grab someone's attention. So it better be a pretty damn good, you know, trigger. And I think that and, and, I, and I say the same thing. It's like people want to know, like, how can you give them what they want? 
you know, like versus what they need. And I think especially with coaches that are in the health space, it's like, oh my God, we just want you to like do like, if you need more protein, for example, right. But they're like, I want to lose weight. Yeah. It's, 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 it's weird. I had a client of mine that was a realtor and she contacted me in this moment of despair. And she said, look, you know, you, you've, you've got to help me. And I've been coaching her for I know it was about four or five months. We did our website. We did our branding. We got a tonality. We got a message. We got a solution amplified. We did all the usual stuff from the branding aspect. And she was freaking out. And I said, look, get on the phone with me. Let me, let me find out what's going on. So she said, I managed to get into this, this, this woman's circle. And this, this lady in our area wants me to help her find the house. And this apparently was some big wig, very successful woman in her local town. And I said, so what's the problem? Walk me through what's going on. She went, well, she reached out to me. She said she heard I was the best of the best. And she wants a three-bedroom house on this street. And she said it has to have three bedrooms and a swimming pool. And she said, I gave her every possible property that was up for sale on that street. And she went, nah, nah, nah. And she dissed every single one. I then drove down the street and even knocked on the doors to find out, hey, I've got someone in the area. Would you be interested in doing a pocket listing? Would you be interested in selling your house and without even putting it on the market? We'd be able to get you top dollar. And she was no on everything. She said, I don't know what, what I can do. It's not even that big a street. I've basically given her every house on the street and she's still saying no. And she said, I don't know what's going on. Is she wasting my time? And I said, well, no, quite simply, you've done her a disservice um, and you're to blame. How am I to blame? And I said, because you started a transaction. The lady came to you and asked you for property on this house. What did you do? And she went, I gave it to her. Bingo, transaction. I want a McDonald's. There you go, sod off. I said, what you've got to do is you've got to challenge you. You've got to go, why there? Why three bedrooms? Why the pool? And she, I said, did you challenge her? Did you challenge her and did you wire? And she went, no, I didn't. I said, so this is what you do. You phone them up and you go, do you know, I hate to do this, but I've got to apologize. I've done you, I've done you a disservice. I forgot to ask you why. Yeah. And a lot of people hate that word. If anyone out there is thinking of DMing me, be prepared on this one. <laughs> when someone DMs me, I get, I get a ton of DMs. And people are like, hey, I'm in Los Angeles. I know you're in Los Angeles. I'd love to buy you a beer, you know? And I go, why? Uh-huh. That's all I respond with. Why? Question mark. And I get two responses back. I get one response going, oh, I heard you were cool. You know, you're arrogant. You're full of yourself. Ah. And they get very defensive on the word why. And then I'll get other people going, great question. I'm looking at launching a business and I need help with branding and marketing. I thought you may be a great. Now I know. Mm. You see, my why is to understand your why. She went forward. She did what I suggested. She said about the disservice. She apologized. And she said, I need to understand why three-bedroom, why swimming pool, why that street? And the woman turned around and she said, When I was being raised, I lived outside of town and my mum, no matter where we went, whether it be the school, to the mall, to the church, we would drive down this street and my mum would always tell me, this is where the movers and shakers live. This is where the it crowd live. When you've made it, 
This is the street. Oh. She said, I want to be able to arrive at where my mum wanted to live. Now, now we knew the why. But anyone that lives anywhere knows that some of the crappiest, crummiest areas of the sh of your local town are now hugely trendy. <laughs> yeah. You know, I lived in, in an area of London that quite simply at nine o'clock at night, you didn't go out at night. And now it's all turned into these like high-end lofts where I couldn't afford to move back in them even if I tried. So when she realized that she wasn't trying to move into that street, she was trying to move into the it street. She was able to turn around and go, look, that's a beautiful area. But do you know the power players? They play over here. The first house she showed her on the area, in that new area, she purchased. Oh, the wow. first house. Because she had dared to challenge with, what's the purpose? Why is the why? And she yeah. found out she was actually moving into a street because of her mum. But the street that she wanted to move in, quite simply, had just changed zip code. That's all it was. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. I love that. Well, then with her... And because you've worked with her on like the branding and the marketing, the website, all of those things, how is like, how is it communicated that she's the one that gets you to, that gets to the why? Like I can get you into the location because I know why you want to live there. So you're asking, how did we adapt her branding to be in a position to get those kind of clients? Yes. The first thing we do is we removed everything she'd already done. I'm amazed today how many people kind of go out of their way to confuse the people that they're trying to solve, <laughs> okay? How many people, they will do a website and all of a sudden they will do all of this articulate copy to try and make themselves sound really super smart with all of these words with like about 23 syllables in it that you would never even be able to say, let alone spell. And then what happens? The client gets this, artificial idea of who you are and then they meet you mm -hmm. how many people out there are actually using a picture on their social pages that they shot more than two years ago <laughs> you know i had a lady turn up that sold me my house here and you know i didn't want to date her but the real estate industry <laughs> my god this is the worst one realtors how many times do you see an advert from a realtor and you're trying to work out, is she going into real estate or into soft porn? Yeah. You know, there's this kind yeah. of, I'm not trying to date you. I want a house, you know? But this woman actually had these banners and we moved into the area and we saw her typical placement for a realtor on the local um, bus bench. And I just went, eh, there you go. And we saw this house and it was the same lady. And she had blonde hair and this slight kind of haze in the back, like it was a photo shoot from the 70s. And I called her and I went, hey, I've just driven past the house. I saw it. And she's like, I'm going to be there in two hours if you want to see it. And I went, yeah, we did. We went back to see the house. And the picture was of like this 40-year-old woman. This woman that was in her late 60s came out <laughs> to greet me. And I'm like, who's that? And she was like, oh, I'm glad we spoke. And I literally went, are you the, are you the lady on the... And she went, yeah, that's me. And, I'm, and I felt used. I felt mm. cheated. Now, bear in mind, I'm not going to date her. I've been married since birth. You know, I, I don't, none of that came into my head. But it was a case of the first trigger I get 
is that you misled me. Mm. You showed me a picture of the woman that I was going to meet in her 40s, blonde hair. Here's a woman that's like 68 years old and four foot tall. You lied. Mm. So what else are you going to lie about? And in your social pages, in your ecosystem, your digital ecosystem, how much lying are you doing to your clients? Not intentionally, but how articulate are you trying to make that copy that's not yours? How many people are using pictures that are just so photoshopped or so perfect, they're not you? Mm -hmm. So the first thing you've got to do is remove any confusion that you are perpetuating within those that you are trying to communicate with and allow them to discover you as impossible to misunderstand. Mm. Now, I'm Steve D. Sims everywhere. I don't care if it's Twitter, Instagram, .com. Anywhere you go with Steve D. Sims, you're going to find me. You're also going to find me like this. Big ugly lump, black T-shirt with a glass of whiskey in my hand. So that when you do meet me, when you do get coached by me, when you do see me on stage, when you see me on this podcast, you cannot confuse that this is not the same person. Mm -hmm. I want you all out there to do yourself a little test. You can only do this on a large screen, a desktop, a laptop. You cannot do this exercise on a phone. Open up all of your social pages and your main website and ask yourself, Are you the same person on every single one of those platforms? Or are you confusing your prospect? Mm. And that's the first thing we did for her. She was like, you know, really smart over here. And then like younger over here. And then like big words over here. And the bios were all different. The bios should be the same on every single page because you're the same person. But we do a nice little bio on LinkedIn and we forget it's there. And then we go and do a cheeky one on Facebook because, hey, that's more that's more of a cool place to yeah. be. And then we do a funny one on TikTok because, hey, that's it. Apple is the same person on every single platform. Nike's the same person. Ford's the same person. Why are you not? Mm, that's a really big one. And I love what you said about like meeting somebody for the first time and immediately you felt like she was lying to you, that, that mm. she broke your trust yes. because she wasn't the same person. Mm. Yep. Yep. And it's amazing how many, I remember a friend of mine, Brian Kurtz, I said to him, I'm really not very good at writing. I said, so I need to get someone that's a great copywriter. Mm-hmm. And he said, there's no one better than you. Mm-hmm. And I went, I, I can't write very well. He said, brilliant. Then they'll expect that the next time you write to him. Yeah. He said, there's no better copywriter than you for being you. Mm-hmm. So just, just try it. You know, don't try to be someone you're not. Try to be you and allow those people to come to you. Mm, I love that. That is like gold advice. Okay. So I have to ask too, because I know everyone's very curious because, and you are very open about talking about this. Like you were a bricklayer in London and now you are, you know, seen on the red carpet and helping your clients have these incredible experiences. How have you been able to make these connections? Uh, Because I'm that solution. Yeah. Let's play a little game. Um, it's two o'clock in the morning and you've got a headache and you get out of bed, you stumble into the bathroom, you open up the cabinet, you get your, your headache tablets out. When was the last time you got your headache tablets out and you went, nah, I don't like that brand. And you put it back in and tried to look for another one where you liked the logo. Never, never. Never. Why? Because the headache tablets are there to solve a problem. 
okay? You want a solution to your pain. I learned early on that I wasn't pretty. I didn't sound particularly smart. This was at the period where every British person sounded like Hugh Grant, and there was me that now sounded like every kind of British gangster movie. So I wasn't the kind of person you would expect speaking to someone and then charging them $13 million to get married by the Pope or something, <laughs> you know? But the fact is, it's not about me. It's never been about me. I don't care what I look like. I'm very happy with how I look. My focus is on you. How do I give you a story that you're going to wake up at two o'clock in the morning in 10 years time and go, my God, I can't believe I did that. You know, how do I coach you to be able to turn around and go, let's not worry about school fees anymore because we got it sorted. You know, I'm there to be your solution. You don't realize that when you are the solution to somebody else's problem, everything else is irrelevant. Nothing else matters. And so I would always turn up to people and I would get a lot of people looking at me because bear in mind, a lot of people that follow me know this. I don't have a car. I had a car a couple of times within my long 55-year life, but I'm two-wheel forever. I'm <laughs> going to live and die on two wheels. And so I would literally turn up to someone's office or to that castle or whatever with a crash helmet in my hand, stick it on the desk and go, right, what's your problem? And that'll be it. <laughs> what's your problem and how do we solve it? And that's all you want. If you start focusing on being a solution to somebody else's problem, all of the other stuff goes by the wayside. And so I just became a great solution to people's problems. And here's a funny thing. A lot of people get the clients that they get, not the clients they want. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I realized very on, what is the one conversation you never want to have with a client? And that is payment. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially <laughs> as, as coaches. How many of us as coaches do we get the, hey, I, I know I need a coach and I know with you I'd be able to make $14 billion by Friday, but I, I don't really have the money at the moment. <laughs> so, you know, do you do like a, a, a four payment process or, you know, can I clean your yard? It's worthless. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, what I started doing was I thought to myself, the one conversation I don't want to have, is about payment. So go and find people where payment should never be the issue and the conversation should be value. Mm, you see, yeah. if you're having a conversation with a client over price, it's because you failed to demonstrate your value. So it's your fault. And as always, if they don't pay, they don't pay attention. Mm -hmm. So always, I went after people where I could talk to you about doing a crazy night for three quarters of a million dollars by first of all, making sure, can you afford it? Yes, you can. So what have I got to do? Demonstrate that I'm the solution to your problem and I come along with heaps of value. All you got to do is say yes and we do it. Yeah. Yeah. I love what you just said. If they don't pay, they don't pay attention. They don't. They don't. I actually had a guy this morning a friend of mine, a friend of mine, known him since school. And on my website, and every coach should do this. On my website, I have a button on there called The Call. I'm not even going to mention the website because I'm not trying to pitch it. But I have a button on there called The Call. And when you click on it, it says, 
speak with me for 30 minutes. What can we solve? And then you click on there, you pay $750 and you get me for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I had a friend of mine say, Hey, Steve, you know, I've got a problem. And I said, great. I said, uh, you know, um, go to this link and book a call with me and let's get it sorted. Yeah, but I'm a friend of yours, Steve. I know. That's why I just gave you the link, you know, click the link, make the payment and let's have the call. And he said, well, you're going to charge me. I said, no, I'm not going to charge you. You're going to charge you and you're going to show up. If I give it to you for free, you will value it as that. If you have to pay $750 and I tell you what to do, you're going to do that. So you don't waste your $750. I'm doing you a favor by charging you. Mm. And he, oh he paid. He paid. And so we did it and we solved it. And he went off and he was active about it. And he came back and he went, that's fantastic. Do you know what the funny thing is? He's booked another call next month, you know, because he can see the value on it. Yeah. Now, if I'm going to go to a dentist and go, hey, can you do it for free? You know, I don't want someone in my mouth for free. <laughs> I want to pay him so I know you're going to do the right job. Every coach, on top of their retainers, their monthlies, they should have book a call, and it should be anywhere between, you know, depending on the kind of people you deal with, anywhere between like 350 bucks to 1000 bucks. I have a lot of friends of mine tell me that I charge too little, but I'm happy with 30 minutes for $750. Oh, my God. I love what you just said, that, like, it, you're, you said, no, I'm not going to charge you. You're going to charge you, and you're going to show up. And you're going to value it. Yeah. You guys all know I'm like jumping up and down with this one, right? Because I think, again, you know, as coaches, we're very like, we don't love the transactions and we're like a bit altruistic. I just want to help people. I just want to help people. (laughs) But you just said like charging them is of highest service to them because it means that they're not just going to show up and like pick your brain, but that they're actually going to value it and take action on what you tell them. Yeah, I had, um, and it's, it's classic, because I, I remember many years ago, there was a concert, can't even remember what the bloody concert was, and I couldn't go, and I'd spent like $200 on these tickets to go to this concert, and I phoned up a mate of mine, I said, look, I can't go, do you want to go? Yeah, I'd love to go, great, here's the tickets. I gave him the ticket, and like a few days later, I was like, how was it? He went, oh, I couldn't make it. And I suddenly realized that when you give someone something for free, they value it the same. Mm-hmm. Now, had I charged him, he'd have gone, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so since then, I've always said to people, look, you're paying. Uh, because mm-hmm. if you don't, you won't pay attention. So I've yeah. always pushed that way. Never give anything away for free. Never. Because that's what it would be valued at. Yeah. Yep. Oh, my gosh. 100%. That's funny. I used to work for a TV station, like, in my first job. And I busted my ass to get somebody, like, one of our clients, like, Britney Spears tickets. And same thing. He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, we had something come up. I couldn't go. I was like, what? (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. I love this advice. So where can people, like, I know, obviously, we can buy your book. But where can people find, follow, and connect with you and just continue to grab onto your brilliance? Well, (laughs) brilliant. I don't know if it's brilliant. Um, I think it's just, I'm the guy that just goes forward. And if it doesn't work, then I stop doing it and I go a different direction. And I've just found a number of things that work. And so I rinse and repeat. When something works, do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm at Steve D. Sims 
everywhere. Steve D. Sims, mm-hmm. D for dashing, and only one M in Sims. SteveDSims.com or Steve D. Sims on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, wherever you like. Um, I'm very easy to find. And again, you need to ask yourself, are you also easy to find? I had a, I had a, a girl on the phone the other day uh, on one of the calls, and she, she wanted to do more speaking uh, engagements. And I said, okay, so how, how do people find you? And she was like, well, I am XYZ underscore hyphen, you know, Mitchell here, or I'm Mitchell one, two, three, you know, um, you know, percentage. Every single one of her socials was different. And I'm like, I don't want to test. I'm not on the Da Vinci code here. I want to find myself, you know, impossible to not trip over you. So you're going to change all your socials. So what we did was her middle initial, I think, was P. And like my initial and middle initial was D. But she couldn't find all the social. So we added another initial. She was P. I think it was PT. So it was her first name, PT something. Um, and that was it. She then got every single one of those URLs. So now she's able to go online and go, hey, you want me? I am XYZ everywhere. And that's the same with me. I'm Steve D. Sims everywhere that you consume your media. Awesome. I'm having like a dog fight over here. Um, tell us about the Speakeasy event that's coming up in May. So um, we've all been to we've all been to masterminds. We've all been to speaking events. And you go here because, you know, this person's here or this person's going to be doing it or the, the big after party. And I thought to myself, isn't that the wrong focus that we're going along just to see Martha Stewart or we're just going along to see Steve Sims? You know, that's the wrong point. We leave our family, we leave our business, we leave our earnings for an entire day to become smarter and to have things solved. So what I did three years ago, I literally said to people, right, two days with me, San Diego, $2,000. And people went, where is it? I'm not going to tell you until three days prior. I'll tell you what hotel to stay at, but three days prior, that's where I tell you. Who's going to be there? Not telling you. Who am I going to speak with? Not going to tell you. What are we going to get up to? Not telling you. And I got a lot of people go, well, I'm not doing this. Great. Good for you. But everyone that registered, I would contact them and I'd go, hey, Kate, thanks a lot for registering. But what's your problem today? And we would ask what your problem was. Now, once we know what your problem is, I can then go to my Rolodex and I can get a phenomenal educator to come into the speakeasy and solve your problem. So what we do is everyone that registers, we ask what that problem is and we solve that problem. So they're not just coming along to see people and to mingle with people in really cool locations. They're there to get their issues solved so they can go back out into the world more impactful. We've got our next one in um, New York. We never repeat the cities. It's on the 10th and 11th of May. Uh, it's downtown meatpacking district. It's going to be damn cool. Um, a lot of people are still worried about mandates, but that's all gone from New York. There are none anymore. So if you're kicking around the New York or you really want to hang around in a room full of creative disruptors with me and some pretty cool friends of mine, because I only know cool people, let's be honest, um, come to the, the speakeasy. And you can see the link on their, on their stevedsims.com. 
Amazing. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. This was such a solid gold. I'm going to end the live in here and then I'm going to open it up for our VIP coaches for a little, a little few minutes private Q and a, but this has been amazing. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. And guys, we're going to link Steve D Sims in the podcast notes and I'll drop it over here too in the link, but make sure that you check it out. And if you have not please, you know, go to Amazon or tell Alexa or Siri or whomever <laughs> to order yourself a copy of Blue Fishing, The Art of Making Things Happen. And you should really also check out The Sims Distillery because Steve's got some pretty cool shit in there. And you'll really, all, you'll, you'll really love that for yourselves, for your clients, for the people in your life. All right. Ask why, charge what, uh, <laughs> just charge. Okay. Just charge. <laughs> just, just, charge people things. Okay. <laughs> Find out the why and make sure that you are easily found and that you're addressing people's struggles. Steve, you're the man. Greatest of all time. Thank you so much. <laughs> Boy, coaches, we'll talk to you guys soon. All right. Awesome.